Good evening, everyone. For this Tuesday, February 6th, 2024, I'm Emma Johnson. And I'm Waylon Smith. Coming up this evening on New Center 88, Los Angeles records more than 300 mudslides during storm that has drenched Southern California. All on your only daily source for Marshall Broadcast News, Reagan Clagg will be in with the Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Jonathan Edwards will be in with the FM 88 sports report. The current temperature outside is a sunny 49 degrees. And now onto our top story. A Michigan jury has found a school shooter's mother guilty of involuntary manslaughter in a groundbreaking trial to determine whether she has any responsibility in the death of four students in 2021. The verdict was returned today and prosecutors say Jennifer Crumbly was grossly negligent. She failed to tell Oxford High School officials that the family had a gun that her son, Ethan Crumbly, had used at a shooting range. Ethan was allowed to stay in school on November 30th, 2021, following a roughly 12-minute meeting with Jennifer and James Crumbly when school staff expressed concerns about a violent drawing. The teenager pulled the gun from his backpack that afternoon and showed 11 people. No one had checked the backpack. President Joe Biden is acknowledging that a bipartisan bill to provide security funding for Ukraine and money to secure the U.S. border with Mexico is stalled in Congress. The Democratic president blamed the situation on former President Donald Trump. The Republican presidential frontrunner and told Congress to, quote, show some spine, unquote. The bill is facing almost certain defeat as Senate Republicans signaled their opposition. It leaves Biden with no clear way to advance aid for Ukraine through Congress. Los Angeles Fire Chief Kristen Crawley says crews have responded to 307 mudslides and that five buildings have been deemed uninhabitable since an atmospheric river-fueled storm moved into the region over the weekend. Mayor Karen Bass said at a news conference today that despite the record-setting rain that has drenched the city and caused widespread flooding, there have been no storms related deaths reported in Los Angeles. The rain began to ease up today after bombarding Los Angeles with nearly half of its seasonal rainfall in just two days. Although the rain was tapering off, forecasters warned of the ongoing threat of potentially deadly landslides. Britain's Prime Minister says that King Charles III's cancer was caught early and the monarch will, quote, crack on, unquote, with his constitutional duties. The remarks came as Prince Harry flew in from California today for a rare visit with his father. Royal officials announced yesterday that the 75-year-old king had been diagnosed with an undisclosed form of cancer and is receiving treatment as an outpatient. Less than 18 months into the reign that he'd famously waited decades to begin, Charles suspended public engagements but will continue with state businesses and won't be handing over his constitutional roles as head of state. This afternoon, Harry could be seen arriving at the King's Clarence House in a black SUV after an overnight flight. Country music singer-songwriter Toby Keith, whose pro-American anthems were beloved by many and criticized, has died. He was 62 years old. A statement posted on his website says Keith died peacefully yesterday surrounded by his family. He had stomach cancer and the statement says, quote, he fought his fight with grace and courage, unquote. He announced his cancer diagnosis in 2022. Keith broke out in the country boom years ago of the 1990s, crafting an identity around his macho swagger and writing songs that his fans loved to hear. His hits included How Do You Like Me Now, Should Have Been a Cowboy, and Beer for My Horses, a duet with Willie Nelson. Coming up, Kentucky House panel advances bill to forbid student cell phone use during class. That and more news from across the tri-state when News Center 88 returns right after this. Yeah, I knew Joe. He was a friend of mine. Always liked him. We used to hang out, you know. Well, I, I mean, I, 
I, I noticed he started acting different. You know, keeping to himself more, not eating right. His grades even began to drop. I, I thought it was just because he and his girlfriend had just broken up. I mean, it seemed natural. I mean, I never thought that Joe would be the type to... On an average day, 84 people die from suicide, and many more attempt to end their lives. If you, or someone you know, is having trouble eating, sleeping, or has started talking about suicide, tell someone, or get them help. Don't let your friends say goodbye. This message brought to you by your friends at WMUL. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best spot news reporting by the Virginia's Associated Press. I'm Emma Johnson. And I'm Willen Smith. West Virginia's House of Delegates has passed a resolution that would let voters decide whether to prohibit people who are not U.S. citizens from voting in elections. The resolution passed on a 96-0 vote with little debate today. It now moves to the state Senate. Both chambers are overwhelmingly Republican, and if the Senate passes the resolution, it would be placed on the general election ballot in November. Federal law already requires U.S. citizenship to vote in national elections. According to the group Americans for Citizen Voting, 11 states have adopted the only citizens alternative in their state constitutions. West Virginia officials are planning a new viewing tower and visitor center to highlight the state's elk restoration program and give the public a better view of the animals. The Charleston Gazette-Mail reported the Division of Natural Resources is reviewing bids for construction of a facility at Tomlin Wildlife Management Area in Logan County. The goal is to give the public a better view and better understanding of the process involved in restoring the once native species to the state. The visitor center would include displays about the history of the elk re- restoration program and began in 2015. The reclaimed surface mine areas where they have been placed. A professional bowler from Ohio was arrested by the U.S. Marshals Service while he was competing in a tournament in Indiana. Brandon Novak of Chillicothe was taken into custody Thursday at the 2024 U.S. Open Bowling Tournament in Indianapolis. Charles Sanso, Deputy U.S. Marshal for the Southern District of Ohio, said Novak was wanted on a warrant out of Ross County in Ohio. Assistant County Prosecutor Cindy Shoemaker said the warrant involved a secret indictment and more information won't be released until Novak is extradited back to Ohio. Novak has been a pro bowler for more than a decade. Kentucky lawmakers have advanced a bill aimed at ending cell phone distractions in classrooms. The measure would require local school boards across the Bluegrass State to adopt a policy that, at minimum, forbids students from using cell phones during instructional time. Exceptions to this ban would include times of emergency or if a teacher allows cell phone use for instructional purposes. Disciplinary action for violating the ban would be decided by local school boards. The bill was advanced by the House Education Committee today, and it has to the full house. The bill's lead sponsor is Republican Representative Josh Bray. Toyota says it will invo- excuse me, it will invest 1.3 billion dollars at its huge factory complex in Georgetown, Kentucky, in part so it can build an all-new three-row electric SUV to be sold in the US. The company says the money will help with future electric vehicle production, including the addition of a line to assemble battery cells into packs for other EVs but it won't add any new jobs to the complex, which now employs nearly 9,400 workers. The investment brings to nearly $10 billion, the amount of money that Toyota has spent at the plant. 
the company said in a statement today. Toyota wouldn't give further details about the new SUV, including its price or when it would arrive in showrooms. Coming up next, California could legalize psychedelic therapy after rejecting magic mushroom decriminalization. That and more news from around the nation when New Center 88 returns. Stay with us. My brothers, we gather here today for one true and all-holy purpose. The summoning of the great being. Give away your essence freely, brothers. Now, arise, arise. Yes, it's WMUL 88.1 FM. The greatest source of music, news, and sports the world has ever known. We are in debt to you. Don't think a penny buys much? Depends on how much you value safety. One way to check tire safety is by placing a penny upside down in the tread. If you can see the top of Lincoln's head, you need to replace your tires. We can help you travel more safely with a five-minute monthly tire check. To learn more, visit our website at www.nhtsa.gov. Tire safety. Everything rides on it. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best radio news reporting by the Society of Professional Journalists Mark of Excellence Award. I'm Emma Johnson. And I'm Willen Smith. A Virginia doctor was sentenced to 40 years in prison after prescribing more than half a million doses of highly addictive opioids in two years and has been granted a new trial by a federal appeals court. A three-judge panel of the Richmond-based 4th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals ruled Friday that instructions given to jurors at the trial of Dr. Joel Smith stated, misstated the law. Smithers was convicted in 2019 of more than eight 800 counts of illegally prescribing drugs. The appeals court panel said the jury instruction was improper, citing a 2022 U.S. Supreme Court ruling that said a defendant must, quote, knowingly or intentionally, unquote, act in an unauthorized manner to be guilty of illegally prescribing drugs. Facebook and Instagram users will start seeing made-by-AI labels on deep fake images that appear on their social media feeds, part of the Brochure Teaches industry initiative to sort between what's real and what's not. Today, Meta Platform said it's working with industry partners on technical standards that will make it easier to identify images and eventually video and audio generated generated by artificial intelligence tools. What remains to be seen is how well it will work at a time when it's easier than ever to make and distribute AI-generated imagery that can cause harm, from election misinformation to non-consensual fake nudes of celebrities. Killer Mike says a, quote, overzealous, unquote, security guard contributed to the physical altercation that led to his arrest after the rapper and activist won three awards at the Grammys. On Sunday, Mike was escorted in handcuffs by Los Angeles police at the Crypto.com Arena after joyous moments for him at the Grammys premiere ceremony, where he won his awards in quick succession. He had won his first Grammy in more than two decades. Police say Mike was detained after the altercation and booked on a misdemeanor. The rapper, whose real name is Michael Render, was released Sunday evening on his own recognition. He is scheduled to appear in court on February 29th in Los Angeles. California could soon legalize psychedelic therapy under a bipartisan bill being introduced today. Democratic Senator Scott Weiner and Republican Assembly member Marie Waldron want to allow people 21 and older to be able to legally use plant-based hallucinogens under supervision to treat depression, anxiety, and PTSD. The bill would allow therapeutic use of psychedelic mushrooms and MDMA. It does not allow for personal possession and use, and the drugs would still be illegal under federal law. The 
proposal comes after Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom vetoed a bill last year that would have decriminalized these psychedelics. Oregon and Colorado already passed proposals to regulate psychedelic use. A conservative group and its former leader are taking the unusual step of publicly acknowledging that claims of ballot mishandling at a Pennsylvania post office in 2020 were wrong. The statements from Project Veritas and founder Jamie O'Keefe came as a lawsuit filed against them by a Pennsylvania postmaker was settled. The group had produced videos based on claims from a postal worker in Erie, Pennsylvania, who said he had overheard a conversation about illegally backdating mail-in presidential ballots. The worker now says he was wrong. Project Veritas and O'Keefe said they are not aware of any evidence or other allegations of election fraud in Erie during the 2020 election. Coming up next, Trump is not immune from percussions in his 2020 election interference case. U.S. Appeals Court says your daily political update when News Center 88 returns right after this. worldwide leader of Marshall University sports coverage. Welcome back to Joy Perry Stadium in Bowling Green, Ohio, a stone's throw from I-75. Back inside the KFC Yum Center in Louisville, Kentucky. And welcome back inside the MAC Center here in Kent, Ohio. Marshall women's basketball preparing to take on the Golden Flashes. From Millet Hall in Oxford, Ohio, the campus of Miami University. Here atop Dally Ficklin Stadium in the Emerald City, Greenville, North Carolina. WMUL-FM Huntington. You did it! You won! Congratulations! You solved all 10 briefcases without hitting a whammy! That means you've won the grand prize! Tell them about it! Ride! It's brand new radio station from Marshall University, WMUL 88.1. Contains the best music library, news coverage, award-winning sports, and impeccable talent. It's the WMUL 88.1. Getting edge! Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Emma Johnson. And I'm Willen Smith. The U.S. House is ready to try to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Today's vote is expected to be deeply partisan and a highly unusual attack on a cabinet official. Focused on border security, Republicans in the House argue that Mayorkas has, quote, refused to comply, unquote, with immigration laws resulting in the record surge of immigrants at the U.S.-Mexico border and, quote, breached the public trust, unquote. The effort has drawn concerns from constitutional scholars and rebuke from Democrats, who say the charges are policy disputes and hardly grounds for impeachment. Speaker Mike Johnson has been talking intently with the holdouts, but it's not clear he has enough GOP support to impeach Mayorkas. A cabinet secretary hasn't faced impeachment since 1876. A federal appeals court panel has ruled Donald Trump can face trial on charges he plotted to overturn the results of the 2020 election. Today, the court rejected the Republican ex-president's claim that he is immune from prosecution. It's the second time in as many months judges have spurned Trump's immunity arguments and said he can be prosecuted for his actions, undertaken while in the White House and in the run-up to the January 6, 2021 Capitol riot. The court's decision sets the stage for additional appeals from Trump to either the U.S. Supreme Court or the entire U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit. The trial was originally set for March, but it was postponed last week, and the judge didn't immediately set a new date. Qatar's prime minister says Hamas gave a, quote, generally positive, unquote, answer to the latest plan for a ceasefire in Gaza. The U.S., Qatar, and Egypt have been brokering a deal that includes an extended halt in fighting and the release of hostages held by Hamas militants. The assessment of Hamas's reaction was shared at a news conference with the visiting U.S. Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, 
the top U.S. diplomat met with the leaders of Egypt and Qatar after visiting Saudi Arabia a day earlier. Qatar and Egypt are key U.S. allies that often serve as mediators between Israel and Hamas. It's Blinken's fifth visit to the Middle East since the war in Gaza broke out on October 7th. The Federal Aviation Administration is warning against raising the mandatory retirement age for airline pilots. The FAA says it needs to study the safety implications before raising the age. The FAA administration Administrator Mike Whitaker told key senators about the agency's view of the issue in a letter that was made public late yesterday. The House voted last year to raise the retirement age from 65 to 67 as part of a larger bill covering the FAA operations. A Senate committee is scheduled to take up its version of the bill later this week. The quaint town of Littleton, New Hampshire, is seeking more tourists drawn to a main street where rainbow colors and gay pride symbols are on display alongside American flags. Its population of 6,000 is growing younger and more diverse, supporting LGBTQ art and a local theater's gay-themed musical. The culture shift doesn't sit well with town select board member Carrie Jenner excuse me, Jen Radu, who also serves as a Republican state senator. She said, quote, homosexuality is an abomination, unquote. Efforts to regulate public art in town led to a backlash and the resignation Friday of the town manager, whose late son was gay. Jim Gleason urged townspeople to keep advocating for equal rights in his departure speech. And coming up, Reagan Clagg will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Jonathan Edwards will be in with the FM 88 Sports Report. Stay with us. notice when you have a baby everyone seems to give you advice from your mother-in-law to your own parents to your friends but when it comes to the important stuff like immunizations and protecting my baby's health I trust my baby's doctor she really listens to my questions about shots gives me great information and she works with me to make sure my baby gets protected and that's something even my mother-in-law can agree with a message from the US Department of Health and Human Services Welcome back to New Center 88. I'm Reagan Clagg, and it's time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. It's been a bright and sunny day today, with a high of 51 degrees. Tonight will be clear, but it will dip down below freezing with an expected low of 26 degrees. Tomorrow, it will be mostly sunny and warmer, with a high of 58 degrees and a low of 35 degrees. For your Thursday, the warm-up will continue, but clouds will move in, with a high of 63 degrees and a low of 48 degrees. Today's weather word of the day is Q vectors. These vectors are calculated by meteorologists in order to find areas of the atmosphere with vertical ascent. They are an important tool because their interpretation allows meteorologists the ability to diagnose areas of lift in the vicinity of fronts, as well as upper-level jet streams. Diagnosing lift is key to meteorologists because lift results in clouds and, at times, precipitation. Thanks to Weatherology.com for that information. Currently outside the WMUL studios, it's a sunny 49 degrees. That's your Metro Huntington weather forecast. For New Center 88, I'm Reagan Clagg. Thanks, Reagan. Now Jonathan Edwards joins us with the FM 88 Sports Report. Good evening. I'm Jonathan Edwards, and this is the FM 88 Sports Report for this Tuesday. Starting in martial athletics, there are no contests tonight, but the week ahead is filled with competition across multiple sports. Tomorrow morning, it's an early one. Marshall women's basketball will be aiming to rebound after its first conference loss this season to James Madison this past Saturday. Going into the game against the Dukes, the Thundering Herd had won 10 straight conference games to start Sunbelt play, a program record for conference play. 
The women's squad will play host to the Louisiana Raging Cajuns at the Cam Henderson Center on Wednesday morning for Education Day. I will be on the call alongside FM88 Sports' Ray Reinierson on caller commentary on the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network with pregame coverage starting at 10.45 a.m. and tip-off following at 11. On the flip side, Marshall men's basketball is on the road at Troy in a marquee matchup. Marshall will be entering tomorrow's contest at fifth place in the Sun Belt compared to Troy being the number two team in the Sun Belt. Marshall aims to improve to 8-4 and four in the Sun Belt and 13-12 and 12 overall, and Troy, on the other hand, will aim to move to 10-2 and two in the Sun Belt and 16-8 and eight overall. While neither game is at home, softball opens its season for Marshall on Thursday with a doubleheader in Boca Raton, Florida. At 2 p.m., Marshall is slated to take on the number 12 ranked team in softball, the Arkansas Razorbacks, followed by a showdown with the hosting team, the Florida Atlantic Owls, at 4.30. On to national news now. While Marshall men's basketball does not play tonight, there are 12 games this evening that involve top 25 men's basketball teams. Starting off at 6.30, number 15, South Carolina, will play host to Ole Miss, and then number 3, North Carolina, in-state rival to Clemson followed by, at 7 o'clock as well, number 5 Houston playing host to Oklahoma State. Number 14 Iowa State is on the road at Texas. Number 18 Dayton also traveling to St. Joseph's. Number 21 BYU is on the road at new Big 12 rival Oklahoma. The number one team in the country in men's basketball, UConn, sold out tonight in Hartford by playing host to Butler. Number 17 Kentucky on the road at Vanderbilt. Number 25, New Mexico, is on the road at Wyoming. Uh, The one top 25 matchup is number 13, Baylor, playing host to number 23, Texas Tech, and then followed by number 22, Utah State, playing host to Nevada. And finally, San Diego State, number 24, on the road against Air Force. On uh, Super Bowl week is well underway in Las Vegas, Nevada. Super Bowl 58 takes place on Sunday, February 11th at 6.30 as the San Francisco 49ers attempt to take down the defending champion Kansas City Chiefs. Super Bowl opening night took place in the hosting city on Monday and one of the key talking points regarded the field conditions at UNLV, the practice site for the 49ers. Representatives from the 49ers raised concern about the questionable quality of the field conditions but will continue to practice there. This starkly contrasts the field conditions for the Kansas City Chiefs as the AFC team is the host team this year for the Super Bowl, which means the team gets to utilize Allegiant Stadium where the Chiefs' AFC West divisional rival Las Vegas Raiders play. Allegiant Stadium also happens to be where Super Bowl will be played this Sunday. Charges have been filed on a man in relation to the drone that flew over M&T Bank Stadium in Baltimore during the AFC Championship game between the Kansas City Chiefs and Baltimore Ravens on January 28th of this year. Quote, according to FBI charging documents, Maryland State Police tracked the drone from the stadium to its landing spot at a house about a half mile away from the stadium. There, investigators found a man dressed in a Ravens jersey identified as Matthew Herbert, 44, of Chad's Ford, Pennsylvania, who said he had driven from there to a friend's house near the stadium. The initial reaction to the administrative timeout during the game on the 28th confused and enraged a number of fans across the Ravens fan base and the NFL community as a whole, but has since been solved. There are a multitude of of games in the NBA as well, starting at 7 o'clock and finishing up with a nightcap at 10 o'clock. That's all we have time for today in sports. For FM88 Sports, I'm Jonathan Edwards. Thanks, Jonathan. Coming up, the week of peak. Taylor Swift from the Grammys to Tokyo shows the Super Bowl. Stay with us to find out more right after this on New Center 88.
Ah, my darling, I love the tango. And I love you. More than the sunrise on a clear summer day. More than the colors of the rainbow. More than the, how do you say, American football. Do you love me more than the WMUL? Are you crazy, woman? I mean, alas, it is not so. For the WMUL is, how do you say, ah yes, too sexy. The memory is shot. My legs feel like lead. Every muscle in my body is screaming. So why does everyone think the problem is in my head? Chronic fatigue syndrome can be as isolating as it is debilitating. Visit www.cdc.gov slash CFS for the latest information on diagnosis and management. cdc.gov slash CFS. Get informed. Get diagnosed. Get help. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, CDC. And finally today on News Center 88, Taylor Swift is having a week of big events, globe trotting and media attention that is rare even for a star of her statue. Excuse me, stature. After winning Album of the Year at the Grammys in Los Angeles, she's off to Asia for four stadium shows in Tokyo. Then she'll hustle back to Las Vegas for the Super Bowl to root for her superstar boyfriend Travis Kelsey and his Kansas City tr- Chiefs. While the packed week seems like the height of modern multimedia celebrity culture, the moment is also a throwback in some ways to a time when mass culture dominated and stars were known for their broad appeal. And that does it for this edition of News Center 88. Tune in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University and the tri state area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu/wmul. For Waylon Smith, Reagan Clagg, Jonathan Edwards, Peyton Sisko, and for the entire New Center 88 team, I'm Emma Johnson, and your thought of the day is, I believe nothing happens by mistake. You know, the universe has a divine plan. Lana Del Rey.